0: world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, the idea of conformed is the, is the picture of like uh, something liquid being pulled, poured into a mold where it sort of sets up and hardens. So think of Christmas cookie season coming up here, right? So we're going we're gonna to take that wet batter, we're going to pour it into molds um, and make shapes, form it up. Uh, the scripture here is actually saying, don't just be poured into a mold. Don't just be poured into a mold, but be transformed. Break out of the mold into this beautiful opportunity that we have from Jesus to be shaped in the way that we were meant to be as human beings. To our highest and fullest potential and also to His glory. That's an incredible opportunity, isn't it? That we don't have to be in a mold, but we can be transformed. Now it's important if we want to think about how to do that That we remember this morning that we have come in already having been shaped and formed. So in other words, our culture, 24-7, is trying to pour each of us into a a mold. It is shaping us. So let's think for a second together about, in our culture, what forms people powerfully every single day. Let's just shout a few things out. Forming influences. Media, okay? Media. Movies, Peer. peers, relationships, books, money, the yeah, the news, music, fashion, advertising, friends. friends, yeah, we got friends, for sure, philosophies, okay, so here's, here's the thing, as we, as we show up this morning, this is, we're not sort of in neutral making a decision about whether we're going to be conformed or transformed. We have actually been being formed. We have been being shaped from birth. Um, I would I would argue uh, just because of this, in 24-7 media, we carry formation devices. They, this, that's what these are called, right? Formation devices? Yeah, in our pockets, 24-7, um, because we they have access, right? We have access, connectivity, 24-7 uh Basically, as much as you will allow it, but to being shaped and to be formed uh, in ways that are that are wonderful, but also probably not so wonderful, right? Like no time in history. So here's the first thing I want you just to, as you think about this verse, do not be conformed, be transformed. Formation happens. You've seen the bumper sticker stuff happens. This is formation happens. Formation has been happening. It is happening, it will happen. You don't get the choice of whether you're going to have a formation, whether you are going to be formed. Everybody, every day, like never before, 24-7, being formed. It's not if you're going to be formed, it's what is going to form you. All right, now, second point. What happens, so what happens in that formation Every single day, what happens begins to become automatic. So, in other words, habits that we form become automatic. Our brain is an automation factory. It is trying to automate as many things as possible to free up hard drive space. You know what I'm saying? And that's getting less for some of us as we get, as we as we go along. So we need the, we need the hard drive space. So take the example of driving many times, or when you go to work. And all of a sudden, you have this moment where you realize, oh, my word, I'm, you know, if your wife, right? Because you've been thinking about something or replaying a conversation or, you know, if your wife's not with you, maybe you're checking your email. Um, and so, that was for you, honey. But anyways, uh, you're, you, you know, we, we automate everything, even high, highly complex tasks, like, like driving, our brain is taking those things offline. Well, where are they going? What part of you was driving this morning if you weren't paying attention? Well, you were. You were. But it was the part of you that was not conscious that was driving. You follow what I'm saying? Well, we have we have thousands of behaviors every day that flow out of us automatically. The way we react in certain circumstances, the lenses through which we see, our biases, all of these things, where did they come from? Well, they were formed right? They were formed. Habits are second nature. You don't think about it. It's like breathing. So when, now this reread the text. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. So what we're we're dealing with here is that we're trying to undo a certain formation. We have to break out of the mold in order to be reformed or transformed into the way that Jesus is giving us this beautiful opportunity to do so. So you you cite yourself, well, Okay, tell me more. How do we do this? Well, number three, the, the things that you do every single day, I don't know if you've thought about this, they actually do something to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, What the, they do. The things that we do, because of the way our brain works, and automating things, the things that we do regularly begin to shape and form us. They actually form... What we love, what we do, influences what we love. It's not just what we think we should love that influences what we do. It's what we do actually influences what we love. Let me give you an example that all of us probably do in this culture. You all are wearing pretty nice clothes, okay? So we shop. Okay, so think about shopping for a second. Whether you do this online, I think people still go to malls occasionally, right? We go to stores. You're not going simply to buy a shirt. Oh no. Because when you walk into the store, whether it's online or in the store, what are are the walls plastered with? Pictures of shining people, flawless, beautiful, attractive, with a boy and a girl, right? And you look at the kids and they're like, oh my word, the kids are also flawless. And then you look down and they have a dog. Yes, a beautiful dog. A flawless dog, and you look up at the shining examples of the models on the wall, and you say, "I need that shirt." I mean, I'm shining the shirt, but now I need that shirt. Why? Because perfect. That's on those people who might get off onto me, right? Or, or, or play this out. Hairstyle. Advertisers are spending billions of dollars not to buy, get you to buy shirts, but to shape your beliefs, and your wants. Because if they can get you to believe that things like clothing or what you fill in the block box, cars, whatever it is, can fulfill you, they have you hooked for life, right? They are appealing not to your sense of a need for a shirt. They are appealing to your heart. They are trying to form you. And the act of shopping can form a person, can form their desires, their wants, their tastes, their preferences. In the consumerist world that we live in, it will form our sense of what will bring us salvation. Oh, yes. Salvation through things. It's it's economics 101, ladies and gentlemen, uh, on which our economy is built. All right, so this is what I want you to recognize What you do every single day, your habits that you form, does something profoundly to you, even more, I would even argue, even more powerfully and functionally than the things that you think that you believe or that you love. All right, now here's the fourth thing. It's not just what you do that shapes and forms you, it's how much you do them. The shaping power of a practice also involves the frequency, the duration, and the intensity of the experience, of the practice. So think about this for a second. I was trying to think about this just at the really ground level, okay? Having a conversation with Dan. Let's think about macaroni and cheese, okay? Do I have anybody in here who would just say amen to macaroni and cheese? I mean, the way that your mom made it or the way that you... Okay, so few of us, few of us respect... The shaping influence of macaroni and cheese. Okay, now let's say that you got your preferred bowl of macaroni and cheese once a month. Okay? That would be the frequency. The intensity is still amazing. You know, it's an amazing experience consuming that macaroni and cheese. Okay, it's gonna have a certain shaping influence on in your life, right? Now let's say that you had the macaroni and cheese once a week. Okay? might raise the eyebrows of some of the people who care about you, okay? But let's just say, for, for, for a thought experiment, you decide to have the macaroni and cheese for every meal. It is macaroni and cheeseville, okay? It is your world, and you're living it. What would be the shaping power of macaroni and cheese? It would, it would, it would definitely have a shaping influence. How many of you would agree? Okay, it have a shaping influence. Uh, let's, let's just back out on macaroni and cheese for a second. What about, I mean, have you guys checked... Uh, my kids do this to me, kind of every month or so, and it's embarrassing. They look at the timestamps on my phone. They're just like where I, where I, you know, just where I've on been on the phone. All right, uh, we could we could put this into any category. This is say country music. I'm not picking on anything, okay? In particular, this is say country music. Is it is it good or bad? We could argue. Is it good for a person? Is it bad for a person? What about six hours a day of ma- of country music? What about, this is a step back, what about, what about, what about, what about Fox News, good or bad? Well, it depends. I mean, there, there's two kinds of people in the world, people who watch, what about, people who watch CNN, but that's another topic, okay? It's another topic. What about Fox News morning, noon, and night? Find what I'm saying? What you do does something to you. The frequency, the duration, the intensity does something to you. Your body is an automation factory. You, lo- you love, ultimately, your loves, your passions, your perspectives, everything about you is shaped more profoundly by your practices than the things that you think you believe. Okay, so let me, let's just step back here. This is the conclusion. Do not be conformed to this world, but be Transformed to follow jesus then would mean that we have to practice not only what he said or believe what he said but actually what he did without a set of practices to transform you you will default to what is already forming you do you follow what i'm saying so we start, we started the pr- premise you have been formed you are being formed There are billions of dollars, in fact, of the smartest people in the planet who have a lot of vested interest to your formation. And they are doing it loud and large. They have 24-7 access to you through media and your phone. There is never a moment when their shaping influence cannot reach you. And I mean nowhere. Right? And here you are staring face-to-face at the beautiful claims of Jesus that he knows how to shape your life into something good, beautiful, true, beyond your imagination, what you were created for, and it's Dan told us earlier that it's actually possible through the power of the Holy Spirit. Whoa. This opportunity is staring you in the face. And now, what I'm saying to you is if you want to step into that kind of transformation, you will need more than a theology statement you will need a set of Jesus rhythms, a set of practices, because Jesus actually, if you notice carefully and watch him in the Gospels, he not only taught beautiful things, did amazing miracles, he also practiced some practices. Yeah, Jesus practiced some practices. If you notice actually what he did, how he comported himself, how he related to the Father, how he related to others, it involved a set of practices. We see him withdrawing, for example, early in the morning or late at night to pray. He was a Jewish man. We said prayers. Going to the temple, because the Jewish structure was set up morning, noon, and night, you had prayers, set prayers. Uh, By the way, parentheses, this is one of the reasons why cultures that are old, like Jewish cultures, Judaism, have been able to stand all the test of time because they simply don't go along with and conform to the set of practices of every given culture, they actually have counter-cultural practices. So like if you're a Jewish person, it does something to you to take three times a day to pause and pray. Now we get, if we we fast forward into the New Testament, what you see is that it appears that the apostles, they followed Jesus, but they didn't reject those practices. They were in the temple. They were following set prayers. So what I want to get here is, what are the practices you enact cultural practices every single day with your body? You even pay for them. You pay for subscriptions to, get to, to, to do them, to do these practices. What are the practices in your discipleship to Jesus that, that will break you out of the mold, that will give you a context to do something with your body that can do something to you? Right? And I would say if you have some ideas on that, it would be awesome. Um, I'm going to give you three because they've just been done, it turns out, through church history. Okay. <laughs> time or, let me just give you three. All right? In the morning, you know, sometimes you've heard about a quiet time or devotions or whatever. The point of all of that is to set your intentions. It's like a morning practice. like Before you begin your day, you're like, so what, what I'm going to suggest to you is that we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us. You know, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth, oh, that's where I am, as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Now, what I'm not what I'm suggesting to you is not to say the prayer wrote, but what would happen to you if you took that line by line and you actually set your intentions to say, "Hey, here I am, in the middle of a culture. I'm being formed. I want to be transformed. Like I want to like, actually enter my day today with my imagination full of the possibilities of what life would look like, living in living it with God, like living it in rhythm with the with Jesus. Oh, that's why Jesus taught us that. It was it was a way of just structuring practicing our practice, like our lives, so that we can break at least for a few minutes, take things in a different way? What would it look like if we stopped at some time during the midday? Like most of us have a lunch break at least for a few minutes and just took three or four minutes to go, oh, I'm loved. Jesus is with me. I have a new destiny. Like, oh, all these people around me, guess what? God loves them too. Like everywhere, like he loves you and he loves you and he loves you. He loves, he loves you? Jesus, would you love them today through me? Like, would you, would, you, would you connect them to life that's truly life through me? Like, how would that shape you? What if at the end of your day, in the evening, you actually just took a minute to go, how'd it go today, Jesus? That's called evening prayer, by the way. How'd it go today, Jesus? How'd it go? Like, how was our life? How was our, man, my cup overflows with blessing. It wasn't, you know, there was hard things, and there was good things, but man, I'm alive, I made it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you that the resources of heaven are available to me. Thank you that you love me. Thank you for, you know, you start naming some thank yous as you, as you, before you went to bed. Like, how would that shape your imagination? You follow what I'm saying? Um, these, kind of, these kinds of practices, you know, I just told you to be careful about the phone, but if you're going to, since you have it, there's an app called The Inner Room that has daily Jesus practices on it, daily prayer rhythms, that you can actually get set little reminders to you. To, so you don't, in case you forget, you know, uh, you're busy. So maybe you forget to interrupt your day for a minute to take a few minutes to do something morning and night. Now listen, I don't have time, but church history tells us that every Jesus revolution, every recapturing of the true spirit of Christianity that has happened in history came when ordinary people like us did something really revolutionary. We just said, you know what? We're not going to take it anymore. We're not just going to be formed by your idols. We're not going to bow down. Like we're actually we're actually going to be revolutionaries. We're going to we're going to be revolutionaries at the level of our practice. We're going to create context that are swimming upstream that are just different. That say no. We're going to turn our phones, we're going to turn the music off for a minute. And we're going to pray, right? And we're going to pray like Jesus taught us. And we're going to watch as the things that we do with him do something to us, right? In a different way, where, where things become, like Dan said, new neural pathways, new, new automatics for us, new reality, new space. Oh, that's what transformation actually is. That's what it is. It's, it's newness embodied, okay? You with me? Cool symbol. Ready to practice? Uh, let's pray. <clears throat> Lord, culture has given us an, an unprecedented moment to be shaped twenty four seven, and we carry. Connectivity to culture with us constantly in our pockets. And so as 21st century Christians, we are coming to you to an ancient text with fresh eyes to say, Jesus, our lives are more than the things that we consume. There has to be more than that. Thank you for your shining invitation to a life of beauty, truth, and goodness available to any of our very lives, crazy enough to step out of the mold and to open. I pray for every demographic in this room, from the youngest to the oldest. Lord, we're all shaped like from, like our two-year-olds know how to run a phone. God, would we be people who know how to connect to heaven and bring it here? through the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray that this would be like a time bomb in our subconscious and our imaginations of what's possible and why. And that we would live together to see more of the reality that we are not conformed to this world we're transformed. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll be back for verse three next week.